0: This is Fred Rachani of TSC News here with the WWE No Mercy 2017 Rapid Recap, September 24th, 2017. I am rocking my TSC News t-shirt as you can see right here on this video. If you want to get the latest TSC News gear and support us t-shirts and hoodies, visit teespring.com slash tsc-news-gear button. We're here to talk about these No Mercy results. Scott Anderson, my co-host in Crime, unfortunately couldn't join me. He's a little under the weather. I'm actually feeling a little under the weather too, so we're going to keep this a little bit briefer than our normal recaps. But we had not one, but two WrestleMania-worthy main events in Los Angeles tonight. Braun, the Strowman versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title, and Roman Reigns versus John Cena. And I might be in the minority here, uh, but I think despite these matches on paper being WrestleMania caliber, uh, I feel like uh, they left a little something-something uh, there. I, I, I thought we could have gotten more. Let's let's get to the main event that we just witnessed, or maybe you didn't witness it and you're wondering what the hell happened. We had Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman. I believe the bell rang about 1049, 1050 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and these dudes went toe-to-toe. Braun was just unleashing hell, hit a great choke slam. fought off the F5, hit a running power slam, Brock kicked out. Uh, We had Brock hit a number of uh, suplexes eventually on Braun. Braun got busted open on his eye a little bit. looked like he got busted open the hard way, unlike Vince McMahon, who allegedly bladed before he got headbutted by Kevin Owens. And it it was kind of weird because you're expecting this knockdown, dragout fight, and for the first two minutes it was, and it was like, holy crap, Braun Strowman is just going to eat this man alive. And then things just got slower. Uh, Brock locked in the Kimura. Um, the crowd, for whatever reason, was not into this Kimura attempt, uh, despite him you know, finishing guys in the past before with it. Um, Braun selling, I don't think it was bad, uh, but when he was in the Kimura, I, I felt like he should have shown his face a little bit more. The, the way the camera angle was, like, it looked like, like the top of his head was on top of the mat, so it was a little like difficult to see his facial expression until the end. He ended up getting the rope. He hit not one, but two running power slams, and for whatever reason, the crowd didn't react that much. I, I think, kind of in a way, uh, because Braun was selling selling his arm being hurt after he hit them. I, I don't think they had bought those near falls, and and they were near falls. Also, it was late in the show. I mean, granted, it's a, it, it finished right around three hours, but you know, after the previous match or, or the match before that kind of kind of burned them out, which we'll get to in a second. So, afterwards, you know, after Braun he's running power slams. He's not really able to do much with them. And uh, Brock hits the F5. He had previously hit six German suplexes on Braun. Hits one F5. Gets the pin. One, two, three. So after a month of tremendous momentum for Braun Strowman. After a career year for Braun Strowman. After Braun Strowman, who was once one of the worst workers on the WWE B roster. Maybe in the business. Okay. Just a couple of years ago, and, and you know, kudos to him. He only had ten matches. You know, he was thrown into a tough situation. He overcame that, but for him to become one of the better workers in the business today, for him to have the kind of momentum he's had, he's been having the momentum like Mark Henry did with the Hall of Pain, where he had these great spots tipping over the ambulance, throwing Big Show through the cage, beating the Big Show. I mean, just all this stuff, getting the better of Brock Lesnar, putting him through the table, the stretcher job at SummerSlam. You have that momentum. You have a gift. Finally, finally, you have a guy with muscles. You have a guy who's tall. You have a guy that's homegrown. You have the perfect guy that Vince McMahon concocted, created in a lab. He didn't really create him in a lab, but you know what I'm saying. He's If there's ever a prototypical Vince McMahon favorite type of character, and look, it is Braun Strowman. And not only is this guy good on the mic, and has gotten better in the ring. But the fans actually like him. And you have that handed to you. On a silver goddamn platter. And you cut off the momentum. Would it really have hurt Brock Lesnar if he had lost to Braun Strowman tonight? No. Would it have helped Braun Strowman if he won the title? Even if he you, if you were only to have held it for like a month? Yes. There are certain times where a title change, even if the title reign may be brief, can enhance an act. Ryback in 2012 comes to mind. Almost five years ago, almost exactly five years ago, Hell in a Cell, Ryback was undefeated, going up against CM Punk in his record-setting reign. The plan was CM Punk versus The Rock at Royal Rumble 2013, and what did they do? They had CM Punk beat him. Even though, in my humble opinion, and some punkers could disagree with me here, I don't think CM Punk would have sold one less t-shirt if he had lost to Ryback that night at Hell in a Cell. In fact, I think it would have only strengthened Ryback. Because unlike these other geeks, like Dolph Ziggler over the years, who, in character, by the way, I'm not hating on him as people, okay, unlike these geeky characters who win titles out of nowhere, and they can call themselves former world champions, a guy like Ryback was actually booked legit. Kind of like Braun Strowman. It's not like Braun Strowman's just some guy that fluked his way into a a title win. So had he won the title and lost it a month or two later, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It would give him credibility. Was Tetsuya Naito in New Japan Pro Wrestling hurt even though he had only a two-month reign as IWGP champion? No. He was a hot act. He beat Okada. Perhaps his title reign could have been longer, but New Japan went with him because he had momentum, and then they eventually gave it back to their guy, Okada, who has been the champ over the last year. Did it kill Okada to not have that title for two months? No, it damn didn't. But did it help Naito and Los Ngobernables to help on? you damn right. Could a title win tonight have enhanced Braun Strowman and made him a, well, dare I say, a made man? Yes, it could have helped him tremendously. But instead, much like Samoa Joe a couple months ago, who also had momentum, who also could have used that title win, who also could have become a made man beating Brock Lesnar, who also could have beaten Lesnar, who would have not been hurt by that loss. Just like Joe, what happens? A few suplexes, a stupid F5, one, two, damn, three. And I like Brock Lesnar. I know there's a lot of hate for Brock Lesnar, I get where people are coming from, that they're tired of the staleness and and they think his drawing power is overrated, at least when it comes to WWE. Obviously, in the UFC, he he made a difference last year with UFC 200. Man, I don't know. I I know that the plan long-term is still apparently Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34. And I'm sure it'll be a great match. But... I I don't know. It's, to me, I feel like you you, you got to go with the hot hand, man. You you, you got to go with the hot hand. You just you, you just do. Um, you know it's like it's like a player going down. You know, Kansas City Chiefs in American football. Uh, their top running back goes down. Kareem Hunt steps in. He's having a historic year so far. And but imagine if the Chiefs were like, you know what? No, you weren't part of the plans. So let's just let's just keep you on the bench. I mean, is that what it's gonna take for WWE to go with a guy that has momentum? Is it gonna take an injury to Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns to really run with Braun Strowman and go all in with Braun Strowman? This guy should really be world champion right now. And I'm some of you may disagree with me. That's fine, but I'm just I'm, I'm disappointed by this. I, I really am. And I thought the finish was very flat. Um, it was just it was not cool. Not cool. I thought it was a, a great pay-per-view overall, don't get me wrong. I really did. And I thought the crowd in LA was hot at the Staples Center. Kudos to them, Um, but this, yeah, this finish was flat. I think Braun Strowman deserved better. This guy tipped over a damn ambulance. Roman Reigns, who kicked out of four damn AAs tonight, couldn't put away Braun Strowman with just one spear. I mean, maybe he did. I don't don't remember. But I, I do recall Roman Reigns having to beat the effing hell out of Braun Strowman before pinning him back in February. Why couldn't he get that courtesy tonight? Why couldn't he get that protection tonight? I don't understand. I don't understand. So we had John Cena and Roman Reigns as the technically the co-main event. We had a match after this. Uh, by the way, if you're watching this live and you're, you're enjoying this recap, please like, share, and uh, feel free to subscribe and check out our T-shirts on Teespring.com/slash-TSC-news-gear. So, John Cena, Roman Reigns, I thought this was a very good match. Uh, Jeremy Bowers, I think, and I are on the same same wavelength here. Well, this was an entertaining match. Well, this had some great near falls, great crowd heat. I don't think this was a great match. Maybe, okay, borderline great match, but it just wasn't at the level of your usual Roman Reigns and John Cena pay-per-view matches, in my humble opinion. Uh, I, I think the layout of the match uh, was meant to be this epic uh, passing of the torch. But the problem is this program feels like it should have gone for another two, three months. And when you rush it like this, um, you know, it it does kind of fall flat a little bit. I mean, John Cena hit an AA, Roman Reigns kicked out. He hit a super AA off the middle rope, Roman Reigns kicked out. And then John Cena hit an AA and then a rolling AA, and Roman Reigns still kicked out. I'm sorry. There's a lot of Roman Reigns fans out there. I I love his in-ring work. Um, even though I think some of his matches have been a little repetitive lately, I, I do respect the hell out of him as an in-ring performer, even though I don't like the character right now. But, my God, like, that to me was just overkill. And I'm not one of those old dudes that's like, oh, God damn, they do all too many moves and too many kickouts and blah, blah. But just, for me personally, that, that felt like too much. It really it really did. And if you're going to do the whole kick out of people's finishers deal, um, you know, even though John Cena's on his way out, one spear, Really? One spear, Superman punch and spear. I had a problem with this when Roman Reigns did it to AJ Styles last year, and I have a pro. I had a problem with it now. I re- I really do, and oh, Yeah. So yeah, I, I this was a damn good match though. I don't I don't want to hate on it. Uh, you know, like I said, this was a great pay per view, and I'll get to the matches I really did like. Uh, Roman Reigns hit a spear uh, through the announcers table on John Cena at ringside. He spiked his head kind of badly though. He seems to be okay. Uh, but yeah, there was some stalling at the beginning. It was kind of slow plotting. It really did pick up when Cena hit that super AA and Roman kicked out. It, it's cool he got put over, but here's where it gets a little ridiculous. Never mind the fact that he kicked out of four freaking AAs, okay? Long term, is this going to help Roman? The current character, Maybe. But I think it was on the wrong stage. I really, really think this should have been on a Survivor Series at WrestleMania. And maybe you can't do that. Maybe John Cena decides you know, he's going away for a while or going away for good. More on that in a second. Another thing. He beat John Cena at No Mercy. Where the hell can Roman Reigns go from here that remotely matches the level of a John Cena feud right now? Notwithstanding any kind of free agency superstar shakeup, you got what? Yeah, another rematch with Braun Strowman, and they just did a rematch a few weeks ago on Raw, but I guess you could do that. Although I really wouldn't want to beat either guy right now. Um, You could do Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, but they seem to be saving that for WrestleMania. Good luck with Roman Reigns potentially winning the Royal Rumble in Philly again. Um, So in between, where do you go from here? Now, now, uh, I saw Pro Wrestling uh, Sheet reported that there may be you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion at TLC, along with Asuka's debut, which is confirmed for TLC next month, and that'd be pretty cool. And that would keep him busy for a little bit, but after that, then what? Does he end up feuding with Seth or Dean, who turned heel on him? Does he feud with Sheamus and Cesaro? I mean, what, what does he do? You can't really, you know, and how? and also, too, after he kicked out of four AAs, Outside of The Undertaker coming back, and God forbid he comes back, I think he should say retired. Outside of Lesnar, which it seems like they're saving for down the road. And outside of Strowman, who doesn't need another loss right now. Who can Roman Reigns' face that fans are legitimately going to buy can beat him? Finn Balor? That would have been great. But guess what? As soon as Finn came back within the next week or two, he had Roman just pin him clean. And I hear this whole thing about, well... Roman Reigns, he hasn't won a pay-per-view match since WrestleMania. What are you bitching and complaining about, Fred? Yeah, he hasn't. But guess what? It was the right time for him to lose against Braun Strowman, and he was still protected. And and the other matches he was in were multi-man matches where he he wasn't pinned. Okay? So I want to hear about this whole thing. Well, how can Roman Reigns be overprotected? How can Roman Reigns be shoved down our throats? He doesn't want a pay-per-view match since WrestleMania. Stop. Stop. Now, again, this Roman Reigns push, whether you like it or not, it is subjective, and I don't mind at all that this man is pushed because he's damn talented. I just do not like the character, and I do think long-term, either they should keep the shield together, or reunite the shield and keep them together long-term, or or he should eventually turn heel and join forces with the authors of Pain, who are dressed similar like him. And, and while the authors of Pain have been around for a while, them dressing similarly to the shield, I don't think that's a coincidence, but that's just me. So, very good to great match. Uh, thought it was a notch uh, below what they, these guys normally bring in the ring. Uh, That's just, you know, based on my respect for both men's in-ring work. Uh, John Cena did do an interview with the Edging Christian Podcast. I haven't listened to the whole interview yet, but uh, John Cena did talk about being banged up and talking about walking away if, if, he, if he loses a step, and I'm sure he was beat up in this match. I mean, he's, he's looked beat up since since coming back, so we'll see. He got a standing ovation after the match left his armband, padded the entranceway. Um, he might retire, or he might not. He might come back for Royal Rumble. He might come back for WrestleMania. You know, you never know. It seems weird that his last match would be at no mercy, but if you've read interviews or seen interviews John Cena's done, um, he's not really a big kayfabe guy. He respects the business. He loves the business, loves the fans, but he doesn't even have any of his championships in his house. I mean, this guy, uh, to me, seems like a pretty realistic dude, a good businessman, uh, great head on his shoulders, and he's obviously had success out of the ring, uh, especially over the last year. So if, if he doesn't come back, if he chooses not to come back, uh, I'm going to miss him. So either way, thank you, John Cena. Much like the crowd, I thank you for uh, everything you've done, and I wish you the very best, and I look forward to seeing you kick ass in Hollywood. We had Enzo Amore and Neville as the unofficial semi-main event. This was a nothing match. Uh, Neville got a little too cocky. Enzo kicked him in the nuts, rolled him up one, two, three to get the pin. Enzo More is your new cruiserweight champion. Sweet mother of Spike Dudley. Holy hornswoggle. Jumpin' Jacqueline. For the love of Lash LaRue. Oh, man. Well. Neville will go down as one of the more, uh, I'm sorry, Enzo will go down as one of the more awkward, unlikely cruiserweight champions in history, but he is over, he doesn't move merchandise, he's great on the mic, and this is wrestling, so nothing lasts forever, he could always end up losing, but for the time being, uh, rest in peace, Neville's in-ring credibility. It's just just hard to see one of the best wrestlers in the world lose to Enzo Amore, I'm sorry, I'm I'm biased here, but... Man, oh man. We had a, a great match between Alexa Bliss, Emma, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, and Bailey. Emma had a really good performance, a lot of offense. Nia Jax was awesome, too, just destroying everybody in sight. Hit a double Samoan drop at one point. Uh, she also got powerbombed, sort of, uh, off the apron onto the floor. Uh, I, I think it was and Emma, or somebody, one, one of the two. I think it was... Emma and Alexa Bliss, or whoever, were trying to powerbomb Nia off the apron. Uh, the other two participants dropkicked her, leading her to fall splat on the mat. Somehow she came back and survived. I thought Nia should have won the match. She's looked really good the last couple months. Uh, I wasn't a fan of her being a little reckless at Bailey and being a little reckless at Charlotte. But she does have great presence. She knows how to pick her spots. Debbie knows how to... Booker her the right way, similar to how they've uh, done a great job with Braun Strowman outside of tonight. And, yeah, but it was Alexa who got the pin with her DDT on Bailey. so they bring back Bailey, who didn't even earn a title shot, randomly put her in the match, in her home state, and she eats the pin. <laughs> Guess we're back to square one with Bailey. But this was a great match. I, I really did enjoy it. Cesaro and Sheamus versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. The match of the night, in my humble opinion. You could say Reigns-Cena because of the heat and everything else and the significance. But I personally, and by the way, Cena did endorse Reigns after the match. Uh, but personally, I liked Rollins and Ambrose versus Cesaro and Sheamus the most. Tons of great near falls. Poor Cesaro. They really need to stop doing these spots with, like, the you know, thrown to the pole, uh, you know, you know, you know Shoulder first in a steel pole. I saw so many spots like this. It was ridiculous. Leave it to at least one or two matches. It just was repetitive. But poor Cesaro got slingshot into the corner. Flew over the top turnbuckle. Hit his face on that LED post. His teeth were knocked out. He literally lost his two front teeth. He got foley. This dude's bleeding. He needs medical attention. Corey Graves is, Graves is tr- trying to draw attention to it. And Michael Cole, after like three minutes, is like, oh, wait, Cesaro's hurt. And Corey Graves is like, I've been trying to tell you, you idiot. Cesaro somehow, this tough mofo, bloodied up, his beautiful smile ruined for now until he gets surgery. There's a plastic surgeon in every corner in LA. Somehow, someway, continues the damn match. And this was a great match. Tons of near falls. Uh, But there was some miscommunication at the end. Sheamus had the bro kick on Cesaro off the apron. And then Cesaro got caught with the V-trigger knee and the Dirty Deeds DDT for the win. All I could think was, man, Cesaro is a phenomenal performer. A phenomenal tag team performer. Uh, Sheamus is pretty damn good himself. Ambrose and Rollins are an amazing team. And why in God's name did this shield ever break up? Why? Why? (laughs) Why? This team is awesome, and I hope they stay a team forever. They were great. As for what's next for the two, we'll see. But uh, the Revival ain't around. They already beat the Hardys. I guess you could do the club again? Who knows here? We'll, We'll see. Speaking of the club, the leader of the Bauer Club, Finn Bauer, he went on to face Bray Wyatt. He got attacked before the match even started, And he he teased leaving. He was being helped to the back by officials holding his ribs. Decided, you know what? Screw you, Bray. Bray was talking some trash. He ran back into the ring. They had a really good match. Finn got the pin with a coup de grace. Uh, Nothing spectacular, but just good, solid work from both men. Good crowd reaction. Bray, I think he's a good worker. He's got good presence. But he really needs a makeover. Get rid of the white man dreads. Change up the promos. Something. Go away for six months. I'm sure financially he won't like that. But WWE needs to do something if they want to keep featuring this guy on TV week after week after week. To me, he is... You want to talk about leaving money on the table? Four years ago, I think Bray Wyatt was money. Even even a couple years ago, I thought he could have been money. Uh, but instead of booking this guy like the new Undertaker, um, they just booked this guy as well, a regular guy that just does weird stuff. Hokey stuff. It, 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 you know, Kane used to be the guy that took all the rejected storylines from The Undertaker and made him his own, and they were terrible. And, and I feel like Bray has kind of taken the terrible storylines that Kane used to have, and now he's, you know, making it a part of his character, and it's just... It's bad. Now, granted, it's not as bad as Kane in his prime. I mean, you know, Bray Wyatt's not a necrophiliac. He's not uh, allegedly raping and impregnating women like Lita um, He's not setting announcers on fire. So... Based on that low bar, he is a step up from Kane creatively. But Kane was so much more protected in ring over the years. Good God almighty. Br- Bray needs a facelift. He really, he really does. He needs to get off TV for a few months. And I know they've done that before only, only to bring him back and beat him again. But they need to take him off TV. They need to change up his character. Man, I, I, I wish a guy like Paul Bearer was still alive. I really do. Because I feel like Paul Bearer would be the type of guy that would be perfect for the Bray Wyatt act. Somebody that could get him in a shape. Maybe call, finally call up a girl from NXT that turns out to be Sister Abigail. But, but oh, wait, no, Randy Orton Burn, Sister Abigail. Whatever. Whatever. My point is, I think Bray's character just needs a, a complete 180. And I think they do need to have an outside force, maybe a Paul Elring, somebody. Okay, even if you have to get somebody from the outside, you need somebody to freaking be like that on-screen motivator for Bray Wyatt. He always claims he's a god and this and that, but he's the biggest loser. Literally, he's he's lost every big match. Make that into a storyline, change it up, and maybe just maybe you can salvage this talented performer's career. Maybe, or he'll just keep being a glorified mid-carder that loses every big match that cuts promos that nobody cares about. Up to you guys. We had Miz versus Jason Jordan open the show. Uh, This was really good. Good stuff from Jason Jordan. He's great when he hits suplexes. He's a very talented guy. Uh, I think he'd be a big star or or a rising star right now if he was getting this momentum, having great matches with uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena, if he was not Kurt Angle's son. But because he's booked as Kurt Angle's son... Fans just aren't going to like him. And so, they booed him. They cheered for the Miz. Miz got the pin after a distraction from the Miz 1-2-3. Afterwards, they interviewed Jason Jordan. They said, Jason, what are your thoughts? He said, well, when my dad, Kurt Angle, comes out here, the fans affectionately chant, you suck. Well, Miz, after tonight, you really do suck. And I think I said that a hell of a lot better than, than Jason Jordan did. So that gives you an idea of how bad that promo was. Oof, kid's talented man. He's a really talented guy. I really like him as a wrestler. But this this character is death unless he turns heel and, and turns on Kurt and, and just because and just says he faked this paternity test to, to get ahead or or something. Uh, he, he, might, he might be doomed. And it's a shame, because I think he's got much better in-ring presence than a guy like Curtis Axel when he got a similar push. And, you know, great look and everything, but sometimes you could have all the, all the tools that, you know, on paper, but for whatever reason, it, it just doesn't translate with the crowd. And it's, and it's unfortunate. And I'm trying to see if I missed any other matches here. And, oh, in the pre-show match, we had Elias beat Uh, Apollo Crews with the Drift Away. This is okay. Um, Elias beating Apollo Crews, not cool. Elias, nice gimmick wrestler. He sings pretty well. He plays the guitar. He's got a good physique. He looks like the love child of Seth Rollins and, and Randy Savage. But other than that, man... I don't. I really don't understand this push at all. Maybe Triple H just likes him. Maybe he makes a good coffee backstage, and, and people love his lattes. So they decided to give him this win. I don't know. But a guy like Apollo Crews should be the one winning here, especially with the momentum that the Titus Brand had. Keyword had. <sighs> yeah. So I think I think that's the moral of the story tonight, right? There's there's guys that have momentum, and for whatever reason, you just kind of. Cut him off. It's not part of the plan. Actually, I don't think they put that much effort into the Elias and, and Apollo Crews match. But they, they should have put a, a lot more effort into Braun Strowman and, and Brock Lesnar. I, I really, really, really think they missed the opportunity here. I, I really think it would have been good if Braun pinned Brock. And if you really, really think that Brock Lesnar needs the championship in 2017, you could have either had Brock beat him in a violent match with weapons at TLC, or you could have had it as your big main event for Survivor Series since, you know, you kind of have a gigantic weekend with a bunch of shows you have to sell out that weekend in Houston, right? Just saying. So overall though, uh, despite some of my objections, I give No Mercy a big thumbs up. The, all, most of the matches had, had a big match feel. Um, crowd was hot all night. You definitely say it was a, a noteworthy show. And one of the ways you could tell a show is good or not is if you're intrigued by what happens next. And I certainly am. How are they going to top John Cena versus Roman Reigns? How are they going to top Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman? Here's a hint. They might not, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. So before I get on out of here, let me go to some of the comments and questions. JB says, move the Usos to Raw to feud with Ambrose and Rollins. Hey, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, Cesaro deserves at least one thank you world title run. Um, I don't believe in thank you world title runs, uh, unless it's a guy like, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless the guy was a really big star, like an aging superstar, like I think maybe Ric Flair in the 2000s, it would have been nice to see him hold the world title for a brief period. I think that would have gotten over. Um, Cesaro just randomly getting the world title. I'm not feeling that, but if they, if, would I be in favor of him being put in a position with momentum, with a proper feud and storyline, to win a world title? Yeah. I would love to see that. Okay. Authors of Pain and Roman Reigns equals Empire of Pain. I like that, dude. I really like that. Uh, people are thinking they're going to have Reigns win the IC title for Miz. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because uh, they're doing Miz and Roman Reigns tomorrow at, for Miz TV. They promoted it on the show. Uh, that's that a little weird, though. Can you imagine that? If they have Roman Reigns beat the Miz for the IC title... And then they do the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion against Misturage. I mean, I at least, like, have Finn Balor turn heel and, and join the club. And, and then have them face the S.H.I.E.L.D. But just the S.H.I.E.L.D. versus the Misturage When the Misturage have been beaten up so many times by one guy. They were beat up by Jason Jordan. They are beat up by Brock Lesnar. I think John Cena beat him up before. Like, everybody's beating up the Misturage. Really, this. This is If it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Miztourage at TLC, that'd be even worse than R-Truth and Miz versus The Rock and John Cena. And I was there live for that. Man. Bolin Badly asks, how long till we see Brock or Cena again? Brock? I would hope you'd see him by Survivor Series since he got to sell out that place. Um, so I'll, I'll predict Survivor Series for him. Cena, I'd say WrestleMania time. He might not, I don't think he, I could see him maybe doing a one-off at the Royal Rumble. Um, so, yeah, but man, he's got a really, bu- I mean, he's got a really busy schedule, a really busy schedule. Um, you know what? I'll I'll say Brock. Okay, I'll say Brock Survivor Series. I'll see. I'll say Cena Royal Rumble. Minette Ryder, Fred, will you be watching season eight of The Walking Dead? Yes, reluctantly. I was not a fan of last season. I, mean, I was a huge fan of the show. Last season, I hit my breaking point with the slow plotting episodes and nothing happening, and them focusing on random uh, to make wrestling references, mid-card mid card characters, you know, jobbers, and killing them off. Like, wow! All of a sudden, I'm supposed to care about you killing this guy? Like, really? It's it's like it's like if tomorrow Brock killed Elias, and, and, the, and the announcers go somber and and play a tribute video for Elias. Like, all of a sudden, I'm supposed to care about Elias? Like, really? that's how i felt about the walking dead it was just and then some of the characters and that weird woman that talked like this and had this weird thing and recap no mercy 2007 oh, i don't know i i was not a fa- i was not a fan at all of last season And i'm somebody that's a patient viewer i stuck with the show i really genuinely love the show and want it to be great but my god I, this whole thing well oh, i'm rick grimes and i gotta I got my balls cut off by uh, Negan now, and uh, like and Negan too. It's like he had that brutal first episode, and then what happened after that? He did nothing. He just teased and he talked. And also, I I, I think uh, the the actor, his name escapes me, that plays Negan. Uh, I think it was a mistake for them to have him shave his face. He's too handsome. He's a charming guy. I want to have a drink with this guy. I don't want to see him get killed. So I will watch it. I'll say this, after this past season, it's not must-see TV for me anymore, which is a shame to say, because I really did love the show. Maybe they can reel me back in. I'll still watch it on DVR, um, but, you know, I found myself forwarding through some spots there, man. I feel like it just, you know, Walking Dead, as great a show as shows it's been, you know, it, there's some valid criticism to be heaped on it, and so I, I do hope they bounce back for season eight. I really, really do. I'll tell you this, though, walk Fear to Walking Dead, I barely got through season one. I think I got through one or two episodes of, of season two. Um, that that show to me is the most unlikable show on the planet with the with that cast. If you think some of these dudie baby faces are bad, good God Almighty! Ugh, just yeah, just 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 brutal, brutal. I got you know other than Strand, I mean I could care less about Fear the Walking Dead. Ugh. Maybe maybe I've just been spoiled by Game of Thrones and all these great shows on Netflix like Narcos and and Master of None and everything else, but yeah, I'm not a fan of that. If if I could recommend you guys a series, though, uh, if you haven't seen it already, if you need a Game of Thrones fix, I recommend two series for you guys. I recommend um, Vikings, which is going to be coming back to History Channel in November. Tremendous show. Uh, I think you get almost all the episodes on Amazon Prime, so check that out. And then if you want a good companion to Vikings. I'd recommend actually watching this after you watch Vikings. Um, the Last Kingdom on Netflix. Low key, a great freaking show. Uh, it's a very easy show to watch. There's only 16 episodes for two seasons. Tremendous stuff. So if you need if you need some series to actually have some good storytelling that sometimes pro wrestling lacks, uh, those two definitely faux show. Okay, do you think Jinder Mahal retains the title at Hell in a Cell? Um, since he's not the main event, and it's probably going to be Shane McMahon Well, it's definitely going to be Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens. Since I think that's the only Hell in a Cell match inside the Hell in a Cell. Unfortunately, I, I see Jinder retaining again, and that's unfortunate. Maybe maybe they'll change their minds after DDB got that horrible backlash for that horrible, unnecessary racist promo on gender and Asian Americans on SmackDown. Oh, man, we'll see. We'll see. Mister Racer says he's going to Raw tomorrow. Mr. Racer, I hope you have fun. Um, also, I just want for since somebody brought up the gender promo, I just want to point out the great irony. How I see the head writer of SmackDown, and if you guys can Google Google him, you'll figure out quickly who it is. I find it funny that the head writer of SmackDown has a problem with uh, NFL players peacefully protesting and taking a knee, even though they're not protesting the anthem, they're protesting inequality. But he has no problem greenlighting. A promo that is racist to Asians on SmackDown. Huh. Man. I don't know. Funny how that works, you know. It's it's nice to see that there's been a lot more diversity in WWE on screen, but uh, there's times like that where I think, you know what, there probably should be some more diversity off screen, but that's another rant for another day. All I want to say before I got out of here is thank you guys for watching. If you enjoyed this video, Please like, share, take care, smash that subscribe button, and always remember that TSC News, our content, sports, gaming is for everybody. There's been a lot of bullshit, racism, and all this other stuff that's been out there. And all I gotta say is that we don't take any middle ground when it comes to racism. I don't want no racists, I don't want no Nazis watching, listening to our programming. Everybody from all walks of life no matter your orientation, no matter your background, is always welcome here. And I respect anybody that stands up or kneels for their rights. And that's all I got to say about that. Keep an open mind, folks. Keep an open mind with love and respect. I'm going to get on out of here. Until next time, as always, enjoy the matches. And we'll, we'll see where my man, Braun Strowman, goes from here. Braun.